Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yerald, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And we've got a really cool show today. We're going to talk to the angel whisperer. You know, Michael Terzi is here today, and we are going to talk about angels. And I'm so excited that he's here. He's joining us from California. But before we bring him on, I want to talk about the state of humanity, which is something I do every week. And, you know, there's a couple different things that are going on. One thing that really shocked me this morning when I was looking on the internet at the news was that the Dow surges past 30,000 for the first time. It's a historic milestone. Now, this is really kind of crazy. It says the charging bull, and there's a picture of the bull. Look at that. The charging bull statue is shown in New York's financial district on September 8, 2020. The Dow surpasses 30,000 points for the first time after President Trump allowing the transition process to begin. Okay, not even the pandemic could keep the Dow from breaking a major milestone, the 30,000 point barrier. The Dow Jones Industrial Average powered past 30,000 for the first time ever Tuesday after President Trump allowed the transition process process to begin, even as he has yet to concede. Now, investors have been growing worried that Trump's refusal to allow proceedings to begin would hamper President-elect Joe Biden as he prepared to take office. This is just amazing stuff. Um, you know, it's just a crazy time that we're in right now, but I thought I'd bring it up because you don't see that very often. The other thing I want to talk about, I always talk Talk about some good news today. We do have Thanksgiving this week. This is Thanksgiving week. And um, it says millions of Americans are planning on holiday travel, um, even though that there is the COVID going on. And, you know, I just want to really quick talk about Thanksgiving. You know, we have Thanksgiving because we give thanks. And maybe this is a good time, whether you can be with your family or not, to just realize what you're grateful for. You know, we all have stuff that goes on in our lives. We all have things that we are grateful for. And I think this is a really good time where we can just say, hey, you know, um, this is what I'm grateful for, whether it's for your health, your family, whether you're with them or not. I mean, whether you have a nice home to live in, um, you know, electricity, come on, let's get back to basics here. What's really important um, for Thanksgiving? And that's something we really need to address and really need to think about this week. It's not always about, you know, the food and the stuff. Um, I know it's great, but maybe we need to kind of step back a bit and look at um, what we're thankful for. So I just wanted to kind of bring that up. Um, why we're talking about Thanksgiving today. Hey, listen, um, let me give you a little information about our guest today. The Angel Whisperer, Michael, I'm so excited he's here. I heard him on a couple shows and I wanted to have him on my show. So I'm just so excited that he decided to join us today. Dr. Michael Terzi, he's an angel medium. He's a Reiki master. He's a spiritual teacher and he's an optometrist. What started as a visitation from spirit as a child developed into prophetic abilities as a teenager. And we'll ask him to tell us, tell us his story. And he quickly learned that we are not alone in the universe. And instead, we are surrounded by a host of angelic beings as he awakened to this awareness during medical school. You know, it is a big awakening to realize that we're not alone. 
So Dr. Michael has always maintained his passion for combining science and spirituality. I really like that. And he has an amazing ability to deliver the angels' messages with empathy and compassion while bringing inside clarity and comfort to his clients. So I'm sure he'll give you his information if you guys want a reading. He's also had an affinity and natural ability to transmute negative energy to positive energy, which I want to talk about, and which he utilizes within his angel Reiki healings and home-clearing blessings during investigations he does with a group now he has a group it's called rise paranormal and he works with his wife on this and he teaches that the angels are able to provide guidance and a sense of empowerment and healing to everyone who asks hey michael welcome to high road to humanity hi thanks so much for having me on i really appreciate it you know i'm really honored to be able to be on the show thanks tell us your story i want to know when did you first start seeing angels talk to me Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the story is kind of crazy. Uh, like I said, um, and like you read a little bit in the bio, I had a few experiences when I was younger, right. but you know, growing up, there aren't a lot of people you can really talk to about it. I, I am writing about it in uh, the book that I'm currently trying to write. I've been trying for months now to get it done, but with all the craziness going on right now, it's just been tough for me to sit down and write. But right. when I was younger, I had little things happen. You know, there was, uh, I, but I saw my first spirit when I was very young, around 11 or so. And then I started seeing things before they started happening sometimes when as I became into a young teenager. Right. And then it kind of shut off for a while. Uh, we moved around a lot. There was the need to want to fit in and to be, you know, a normal teenager. Right. And so whenever things would come up, I would kind of explain them away. And so then I started feeling less and less as the teenage years went through and then into young adulthood. Right. As... I went into undergrad and then into medical school, I noticed that things started to change. Um, undergrad was a time when it was pretty easy for me to go through the classes. I was doing okay, got into medical school, doing okay then. But mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, I started to feel more and more anxious, more depressed, more. I started feeling all of these emotions that I normally didn't feel before. Right. I was usually the type of guy that was like, you know, I pass, I pass. If I don't, I don't. I'm just going to do my best. And I was pretty kicked back about it. Right. But I noticed that I wasn't acting like myself. And that went on for about a year or so, not telling my wife about it, of course, because that's just what guys do. Yeah. And so then finally, <laughs> I broke down one day because I had been having panic attacks in my car as I was driving home. Oh my God, my class. God. Yeah. yeah, I, you know, it was about a two hour commute because California's traffic is always awful. So right. I was, and as I was driving, I would be screaming, I'd be crying, I'd be pounding the steering wheel. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'm feeling things that I normally don't feel. Right. And finally, like I said, broke down and told my wife about it. And through her own little bit of amped up intuition, she kind of looked at me and she says, well, maybe you're an empath. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, what's an empath? She said, I don't know. Let's go look it up. Because she had no idea what it was either. We spiritual at all I've always been in science and all that stuff and yeah I was going to ask you did you go to church that. when you were a kid like did you grow up in the church or anything I did um it's an interesting uh, dynamic I'm actually by heritage um half Catholic and half Jewish okay um and so I, I always joke and say I'm kind of like a cashew um, yeah <laughs> you're like a cashew yeah. I love old it joke, you know old dad joke maybe I don't know but uh yeah so it was um <laughs> 
it was an interesting concept growing up because when I was younger, my parents said, you can choose whatever you want, whichever way you want to go. Right. And, and did you feel was, compelled to like go either way or were you, did you feel spiritual at all at the point? I, you know, I did. And I ended up going the route of Christianity. And okay. so, um, in fact, we I actually enrolled me and my sister in Catholic school when um, I went into fifth grade. Okay. Um, which was, uh, you know, they both agreed on that. And it was something that they felt would be good because it was a better school around than an area that we were in. Now, we were on the East Coast at the time. Mm-hmm. And so when I was in school, you know, it was always an, an interesting thing because I kind of, it resonated in some areas, but there was always something that I felt I was missing even when I was young. Like you weren't getting and, the full story. Exactly. Yeah. And then when it came time when I was about 18, uh, something happened where I said, you know what? I don't think I want to identify myself with any specific sect of Christianity. Mm-hmm. I believe in a lot of the teachings. I believe in a lot of what they told me and talked about, but I'm going to be, I guess you could say for lack of a better term, non-denominational Christian. Right, and I, right, so right. I would go to church here and there, but it was never something that I really felt compelled to do because I felt God is everywhere. Right. And if I really need to talk to him or anyone else, I can just talk to him and well, ask go, him for my forgiveness. Right. So go back to the story you were telling us. So you figured out you were yeah. an empath. I'm an empath too, by the way. You probably figured cool. that out yeah. already. Um, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, and, and you know, it's, it's amazing when you do figure out what you are, because then you're like, oh, is that yeah. how you were too? You're like, I get, I get myself now, right? Yeah, it was, it was really eye-opening and it was the beginning of everything because yeah. um, I, she said that we looked it up and as a doctor you know or as a doctor in training I was like oh I have all of these symptoms you Mm -hmm. know and so I'm like I must be an empath obviously they're not symptoms but it was just the way my mind was working and I'm like okay this makes sense this is a strange concept for me because I'm not really into a lot of spirituality at the time but okay this is a part of me and it was tough because even knowing about it helped me to realize a little bit more about myself but I still it's like, it seemed like a curse at the time. I couldn't control it. And I was still feeling things. I knew where it was coming from. Now I was even getting thoughts from other people sometimes. I know I do that too. <laughs> yeah. You know, so what do you do? From a to B, you know? yeah, so what did you do? Like, how did you, how did you start to protect yourself? Yeah, it was difficult at first because, um, obviously during tests. And then after I got into third and fourth year of optometry school, um, you start doing more clinical things and then you have to start taking your national board exams And I was feeling the anxiety the first couple of times I took some of the big exams. I had to go to the bathroom like six times because there was 150 people in the same room with all their anxiety. And I was like, I need a break. Like they thought I had a bladder infection or something probably. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, you have to raise your hand and then someone walks you to the bathroom every time, you know, to make sure you don't cheat. So it was one of those things that it was, it was hard. And my wife actually helped me out a great deal because I was very new to all of this. She started doing research. And so she found actually, like you were mentioning protection, um, she found a few stones. And I was like, stones, crystals, really? I I know. You're like, it's kind of weird, but. Yeah. Yeah. um, She bought, she found a necklace on Etsy that had three different kinds of protection stones. Um, You know, I, she, you know, I put my intention into it for protection and help and everything. And that, it actually helped to muffle it about 60% or so. So right. I was able to pass the exams I needed to pass. Right. So after that, I couldn't deny that this is real. This is happening to me. If I, but I think I can control it somehow. So I tried to look around for help and guidance with it. 
taking some local classes here and there, but nothing was really helping much. And so mm-hmm. one day I kind of um, started talking to other people and I saw my first human spirit. And that was really strange because I was just in my room after talking to somebody that, and it, I just saw this silhouette and I couldn't hear anything. It was kind of like the Charlie Brown teacher. It was like, wah, 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 wah. Then I'm like, but I see the mouth moving and I, and I'm, and I wasn't scared. So you can see the outline and you weren't afraid, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, I wasn't afraid. It was, it was, I thought I would be. Right. But it was, it seemed like they were just trying to talk. They needed some sort of help. And I wasn't sure what it was because I couldn't hear them. So I, but I started getting little images and things. And so I tried to go off of that and try to talk to them. Right. And eventually that spirit went away. Unfortunately, I guess the word gets out. And I, I know, I know. We're going to talk yeah. about that when we come back from commercial break. I, this yeah. is so awesome. I just love having this conversation with you because uh, there's a little camaraderie here. So, yeah. hey, you guys, I'm here today with the Angel Whisperer. I'm here today with Michael Terzi. And Michael, give us your uh, website if people want to get in touch with you. Oh, sure. Of course. Yes. It's um, angelwhisperermichael.com. If you want to schedule any kind of readings or Reiki's, uh, there's a contact form on the site. And then also riseparanormal.com for anybody that needs any help if there's any kind of clearing that needs to be done or you just need to be able to talk about any kind of energy issues you might be having. Right. Cool. Hey, this is Nancy. You're out. This is High Road to Humanity, and we will be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. 
Hi, this is Nancy Yerell. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with Michael Terzi, the angel whisperer. We're talking about angels and we're talking about empaths. You know, um, and you guys don't forget to check out my website, nancyyerell.com. You can sign up there to book a reading with me if you'd like. And also, if you're listening to me on the podcast, you know, you can get me on iTunes. You can get me on uh, Spotify. We're on iHeart and we're on Toginet Radio. And you can find me, if you're listening to me, you can find me on Nancy to your else high road to humanity on youtube hey we are back here with michael and michael i gotta say something to you because this is like from one person to another um you know when this started to happen to me i started to get people who had passed but i didn't see them i just knew they were there and i was always in the shower and i've been i take i send them to the light that's what i do Mm. i don't but i don't see them or hear them like you do so did you did that happen to you too yeah, one of the things that happened, as we were saying before the break, was that I saw for right. some reason before. I felt, of course, because I always joke that empathy is kind of like the gateway gift. People start <laughs> off as empaths sometimes, yeah. and then things start to develop. And right. for some reason, I developed clairvoyance first. I was able to kind of see a little bit. Some people I teach um, develop clairaudience first. Right. Some people will feel like you were saying more than what they see or hear. Eventually, as we develop those particular gifts that we start off with, others might start to sprout up. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things that I got was I was seeing so much. And then not to get too much off topic, but to finish up the last one was then I was upset one day. I was angry. I was like, I just want to be a doctor. I don't want this. I'm an empath. Now, now I'm seeing spirits everywhere. This is ridiculous. Like I, this is not, I know. And you can't tell anybody because people look at you like you're nuts. You know what I mean? And you're not, and you know what you're doing. And I've had to ask a few other practitioners to confirm for me. Did you do that too? Yeah, there were some things that I did. There was a couple of people around the area that I felt I could talk to a little bit. Right. Uh, But the, the hard part about it was, was that I was seeing them. I won't say more but differently than some of them might have been seeing them a lot was confirmed because i would get a name or i would get a background of the person and they'd be like oh yeah i got that exact same thing and i started describing what they looked like and they would be able to confirm a little bit but it was a little different than what i was getting so i was talking to my wife about it because she's always been a huge support of everything ever since it started yeah and because i was getting so angry all of a sudden i saw this huge white light right outside of my second story window and as that bright light started coming into the room, I had to move my eyes away, even, not even just my third eye, but I had to literally close my physical eyes because it was okay. so bright. Okay. And I heard in my head, and I get chills every time I talk about it because this was my first time seeing my guardian. He says, Michael, I am your guardian angel. Okay. And I was, I was overcome and I could hear his voice and I could feel the love, the unconditional love and compassion that he had for me. And I started like just tears streaming down my face. I wasn't even ugly face crying. I didn't even know I was crying. My wife said, what's wrong? What's going on? Because she couldn't see it or feel it. And I was like, and I'm like, oh, I'm crying. And it was just this moving experience. And, you know, for lack of a better uh, term, my angel then kind of said, okay, now cut it out. And I was (laughs) like, what, what, what? My angel is yelling at me. Is he mad at me? And he's like, this is who you are, man. This is you. These gifts are a part of you. They've always been there. You've just shut it away for so long, but now it's time. And so ever since I started being able to hear him, I saw my other angels on my team. I saw my wife's. 
I came out of the spiritual closet to my parents, you know, I came, you know, I did, I did readings for my sister. Then I started doing strangers and right. it was one of those things that it filled a void inside of me. It was something that I didn't realize I was missing because I always wanted to help. You know, I was an EMT. I was a firefighter for a little bit. I did a lot of stuff where I wanted to be of service. Mm-hmm. And then when I became an optometrist, I thought, okay, this is it. I'm finally going to be helping people see and all that. But even that wasn't giving me what I needed. And so when this opened up, it became a whole new world to me. And it's been a wild ride. Yeah. Awesome. Now, when you do a reading, so are you talking directly to that person's guardian angel? Yes. Yes. That's what you do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone has a team behind them. I always say um, that not just one angel, but a few. Yeah. And then there's also a spirit guide here and there. I, de- I, I define it as guardian angel is an angelic being that's always been an angel. And then a spirit guide is a human soul that may have passed on to the light, usually friend, family member, people from past lives sometimes. Mm-hmm. But uh, during their first reading, I always get the main guardian. And that's the one that um, I first met. We all have a main guardian that's connected to us so deeply. Right. And what's their job? Like, why are they here? What are they? Are they here to protect us? Are they here to, you know, guide us or give us little hints or or what do you think? Yeah, exactly. It's tough because they do a lot. But one of the things I always say is that guardian angels are there to empower and guide us. Um, They are there for protection on certain areas. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, they don't protect us from everything in this life because we have our lives that we need to lead and that we have free will but they are always there trying to guide us down the path to make the right decisions. So yeah, they throw, there's different ways they communicate. Um, they, I always say universally, they try to communicate with us through intuition. They try, okay. um, you know, that gut feeling that we get. So they're right. throwing down red and green flags, uh, <laughs> but we don't always get it. And so during a reading there, are, you know, I connect with that angel and the angel tells me, these are my specific ways that I can communicate. Right. And so I try to tell them because my ultimate goal is to hopefully one day be out of a job. And not have to do, yeah, just do work with your angels. Yeah. Yeah, you're able to talk with your own. And it's not always auditory. It's not always visual. Some of them have different ways of communicating. But if you know, and you can catch those little hints and those little tips and those little pieces of info they send us, then you don't need an angel medium all the time. You have someone, you're able to do it yourself. Right. And I, yeah. And I always tell people that, and I always say ask because we, for some reason, we don't ask. And Mm -hmm. if we don't ask, we don't get because they are not allowed to help us unless we ask for help. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. And they try to help us with um, some spiritual protection sometimes. Right. For example, if there are any negative entities around, we don't always think to ask our angel for protection because we don't know what it is that's bothering us. Right. So they have their little default that they try to protect us from as much as they can. Obviously, it's part of our own energy as well. I always say that some of the people that get affected the most, unfortunately, they're the ones going through the toughest time. They're Mm -hmm. sad. They're depressed. They're angry. They've suffered a lot of loss. And so sometimes some negative things try to come in and take advantage of that. Right. But if you ask for your guardian, even during those times, they protect. And you're right. I always say, you want ask. Ask, if you want yeah. Protection. If you want help, you know, and there are different ways you can ask. So yeah. I, but unless you do, they can't interfere with our free will. But, right. you know, they try their best to at least try to guide us, even if we don't ask. Right. And those are those little tips that we have. Well, I always call in Archangel Michael, which is funny that your name is Michael. Have you ever seen Archangel Michael or Gabriel yeah. or Raphael? All talk to me. I want to know. 
Yeah, yeah, I've talked to I've, I've talked to a lot of them. Um, it was it's a very it's a very different um, experience than talking to someone's guardian angel. There are different angels out there, obviously, and I call the three you mentioned and some other ones uh, seraphim archangels is what they call themselves because okay. they're kind of like the generals, I guess you could say. They're the they're ones in charge. That, yeah, and they have other angels that are under them. They, of course, they answer to the big guy, whoever, however people want to call him, God, you know, the higher power. Right. Um, and uh, I've talked to them. They're they're amazing, and they're just full of knowledge. They're no one's particular guardian angel. I always say. Um, that people believe that Archangel Michael is their own personal angel. I say, well, it might be that maybe your personal guardian is connected to Michael. In some right, way. right. Because Michael sends energy to everybody. Raphael, right. Gabriel, Uriel, Raziel, Ariel. Um, a lot of people know about Ariel, who is, she's yeah. super awesome. Um, yeah. You know, they all send energy to everybody who asks. So if you ask, because I've called in Archangel I, Michael. I always if say, I've, your own yeah. guardian is there too, so don't neglect to talk to them. Right. Now, I was going to ask you, so yeah. when I say, when I'm afraid, or there's been times in my life where I've called in Archangel Michael, he can be at more than one place at a time. Isn't right. that the case? And so when you do call him in, because I can remember driving down the road one day, and um, this is a story I always tell, and I, I, I don't know what happened. I just didn't catch the car in front of me quick enough. And I went, oops. And I was thinking about the angels right before, but somebody put on my brakes and it wasn't me. And so they've done a lot of different things like that for me. And I've called in Archangel Michael over time um, to ask him to help me and protect me. And I always felt like he has. And I think, I guess what I, the point I want to make is if you call them in, they'll come, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, right. they, they do as much as they can. I always say that, especially for angel like Raphael, who is the main archangel of healing. Healing, yeah. You can call him in to help you heal. It's not going to be like an instant we're healed, you know, right. obviously, right. but he helps and they help as much as they can. Just like Michael, I always, like, like you said, and I teach that in an empath class I have where the first shield that I always tell people about for shielding, you can ask Archangel Michael to come in for a shield mm -hmm. and he will protect. He will mm -hmm. send whatever energy he can. And that's why I love the archangels so much because they try to help us in everything that we do. But then again, also the second shield that I talk about is your own guardian angel because okay. they're your angel. Whereas Michael's sending it to like a million people, you know, your own angel is right there with you. So ask the archangels, but also your guardian. Ask your is own. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's strong. It's super strong. Yeah. Okay. So when we're born, our angels with us, and when we die, how is it decided which angel goes with who? Uh, well, it's, it's an interesting thing because the main guardian angel, um, like the one that I saw that day when I when I first started all of this, yeah, he's always with me. So the only time that he's not with me is when I do pass on. So if I am in spirit, oh, okay. he, uh, they have other things that they can do. Like he does things with like the cosmos. He told me he black oh. holes and stars and like, you know, supernovas and all that planets and stuff like they wow. have other responsibilities. So if we're in spirit, they don't, we don't really need them in that moment. I see. Um, I mean, especially if we pass to the light, mm -hmm. um, if we haven't passed to the light, that's a different story. They're still with us until we do. But mm -hmm. like when, when our souls were first created, that angel was bound to us. Okay. So, so my okay. angel, who I, who I call Pellin, um, which um, he told me to call him Peter way back in the day, but I later found out his full name. And so his little nickname that he gives me is Pellin. And so he's always been with me throughout my, my other lifetimes, ever since I started this whole journey of life, ever okay. since human souls were created. Okay. And so 
that angel is always with us. I love it. And the other ones on the team, not always. So sometimes we need certain angels to be able to help us learn the lessons that we need to in this particular life. In this particular lifetime. All right, we're going to talk more about this when we come back. You guys, we've got to go to commercial break. You guys, I'm here today with the angel whisperer. Um, you know, he's really interesting. His name is Dr. Michael Terzi. This is Nancy Yerout. This is High Road to Humanity, and we'll be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Hold your head up, the world is coming. Watch the colors lift your soul. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle sparkingwholeness. And now let's get back to the show. We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with Dr. Michael Terzi, we're talking about angels. He's the angel whisperer. I love that you are. I think it's so great that you're doing this work. I wrote down all these questions for you. You're probably going to crack up at me. Uh, I'm really into angels, and I've always yeah. believed in angels, and I believe I have a lot of angels around me, and I always talk to them. So I just think what you're doing is really cool. So thank you. Uh, thank, no, thank you. I appreciate it. I love it when I hear people that are yeah. that are excited about it and that want to yeah. learn about it. When I first started, I didn't think anyone would care, honestly. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> sad uh, because like I said I wasn't in this in the, in the community as much as I you know as I guess I should have been and then when as I started it it kind of blew up so it's been really awesome so thank you for being so interested no I, I am well I've always felt closely connected to angels for some reason and um, I've always and I've learned over time that if you ask they will help you and that's just mm-hmm. trial and error you know yeah. that's just believing having faith. And so now everybody asks if they have wings and they don't really have wings, do they? They're just so light. That's what it is. Yeah. Or what's the um, deal there? One of the interesting things, there's two things that I thought was were really cool when I first started this. Um, I, I don't talk about the last one as much in every podcast. But because um, it, it might rock some boats. Uh, but uh, the first <laughs> one is that, yeah, wings. Um, wings, yeah, they do have 
it's not feathery bird wings though. Okay. We have an energy about us that makes up our soul. People call it an aura. People Mm -hmm. just call it straight up energy sometimes. Um, and so we have this energy within us. An angel is obviously has an aura as well and has a strong energy about them. These wings are kind of like extensions of their energy. So while they, I see them having arms and hands and legs and feet and they kind of look a little bit like us, obviously. Okay. The wings are like extra energy. It's kind of like they come out and they're huge. And so okay. I think when the first people might start seeing angels, they saw them and they felt wings. And so they started illustrating it like that. The other thing that you may not, um, may, may not be asking about, but I thought was kind of cool was people have often been illustrating angels with halos. Right. The um, aura. Yeah. And yeah. so that's one of the things that I talk about is that angels actually have a literal third eye. That's right here. And it's not like these two eyes, like that have irises and pupils and all that stuff. It's just this opening right here. And it's vertical. And a lot of their spiritual light energy emanates out of it. So I think when people, again, first saw it, it emanated out like a circle. And so then they illustrate it as a halo. That's why I think sometimes you see these oh. circular lights around old um, paintings. And well, yeah, like you see it around Jesus. You see it around Buddha. And I always thought that was the aura that you were yeah, seeing. Yeah, and that is an extension of that aura, I think. But with angels, it's constantly open. It's so open. I think people's, because well, when I see them, I see that eye. Yeah. And, it, and it emanates this light. And it's, uh, it's an interesting thing. So that's why I think halos might have come from too, which is kind of cool. Oh, okay. Well, that makes total sense. Wow, that's interesting. Now, are there cherubs? Yeah, there are. Um, there are different kinds. Obviously, I mentioned the seraphim. There are cherubim. Um, cherubim are not exactly how they've been portrayed. Yeah, what are they? Why are they? Um, what, what's their What's their situation? What do they do? It's kind of interesting because um, it's almost the exact opposite. Um, cherubim are actually warrior angels. Okay. Um, so they're the ones that do a lot of guarding, a lot of protecting, a lot of fighting. Uh, you know, they not fighting, fighting, you know, but um, going back in history with some of the things that I learned from them. Obviously, there was a time where there was a little bit of fighting amongst um, the angels. People have heard right. about that great war that happened with the fallen and everything. And right. Right. Um, yeah, so they are warrior angels. They're very strong. Um, they appear to me very um, in charge and they push forward their energy very much. And oh, wow. um, they're, but they're also very big on motivation and inspiration. So okay. they're very inspirational angels too. They oh. have a way of speaking that people can kind of grasp and understand a little bit more. Okay. So um, I've seen some warriors, um, as, you know, as cherubs, obviously. So that's what they do the most. A lot of people think of like Cupid as like a cherub, you know, right. um, which is interesting. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're because they're more warrior angels than that. Well, what about what about dark angels? Because I never think about that. But I guess there are because, you know, there is the dark and the light. Have you ever run across anything like that? I have uh, a few times. Um, and really? one of the things, yes. Um, it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, obviously, I think maybe I've run across it a few times because it is something that I'm called to do. And that's okay. why I even have the group in the first place um, is because there are many different negative energies out there. Right. And I, when people talk about dark angels or demons, mm-hmm. the, my angels told me and I've, I've always referred to them as the fallen because okay, they right. are fallen angels. Right. And so they didn't fall into a place like hell. They fell here. And so I have encountered them a few times and 
extremely negative and very, very, the gravity changes around the areas where they are almost like you can feel it's heavier and you get more tired. Right. And it's interesting uh, to be able to have to encounter something like that. And it, I don't recommend everyone go out and try to. Well, no, I mean, but when you've encountered it, did you, you felt protected by your own guardian angel, I would imagine, or is that, is that correct? Or, or? yes. And I did, I felt protected by my team. My, you know, my wife was with me during these as well, and she felt protected. Mm -hmm. But one of the really great things that I always tell people is that, and this is something you have to work on, I guess, because a lot of people may not believe it, but no matter what energy comes to you, you can control that. When it comes into your energy field, it doesn't have to control you. You control it. So even if there was a fallen before me and my, and I didn't know my angels, if I was confident in my own energy and my own strength, Mm -hmm. they're not stronger than me. Right. That's one of the things that I teach is that the reason why some fallen um, have affected people is because they think, oh, they're stronger than I am because they're a demon. Oh, they've allowed it. That's what you're saying. Yeah. They're psyched out. They're intimidated. You know, obviously, you know, a lot of people talk about them in ways that, oh, there's nothing you can do about it. But I found that there are things that we can do to protect ourselves from it. And in fact, seeing fallen is actually very rare or experiencing them. What we mostly see are what we call the followers. That's what my angels have called them. And those are usually human spirits that have been manipulated after they passed on by these fallen angels. And they send them out to do their dirty work. So a lot of times when people think there might be a demon in the house, it's a really dark human soul. And those are the ones I love to work with because we specialize in the negative stuff and the really heavy, mm-hmm. you know, fallen negative things. Mm-hmm. And so when people call us in, I work with those human souls. Like you mentioned earlier, I try to transmute the energy right. and I work with their own angels because even though they're negative, right. even though they're so low, their angel is still there. They just can't see them. Right. So I call in that spirit's angel. I talk with them and I transmute that energy to help it rate, rise up. That's why we call it rise, rise. Gotcha. And inspire, so okay. I was going to ask you about this and why you did this. I think it's really cool. Well, no, and, and I understand all this stuff. Um, you know, the audience, I don't know. Some people are hip to this. Some people are not. I just had um, Dave the mystic on my show recently and he and I become friends and I just moved back into a house that I own here in New Mexico and I couldn't sleep. And I just said, I called him and and I said, you know, that's not my forte. I could send people to the light. I'm a great psychic. I'm an empath. I said, but I don't do that work. Everybody has the work that they do, like what you're talking about. And he came in and pulled out a bunch of dark stuff that was in my house and protected it. And I don't know, he works a lot with mirrors um, around the house and light, white light. I bring in white light every day. That's why I'm bringing this up. I want to talk to you about that. Do you use mirrors? Do you use white light? Do you meditate? I bring it in every day to clear myself. I put it around my house, my car. What's your suggestion to people? Oh, well, uh, so I don't use mirrors. Um, I, you know, like I, like you mentioned earlier, I look at things from a, from a spiritual, but also practical approach. Okay. And one of the things that my angels told me was mirrors are, 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 are mirrors. Um, you know, they're glass with silver behind them. They're, they're a great tool for us to be able to use every day, but there okay. isn't anything that people can really use. I mean, if people, so it doesn't, them, like Dave, it doesn't deflect know, is what not, not really. Okay. Um, now, I mean, okay. it's and now if he's using that as a tool, he's putting his intention into that. Gotcha. So that could be something that he would use. I'm not gotcha. called to that. So okay. that's why I say if Dave's doing that, great. If that works for him, that's awesome. So what do you um, do? So what I use is, like I mentioned before, uh, I use my own 
connection with them. So I talk to them as a medium because most of the souls I encounter, 95% of them are human. Gotcha. We forget that. Right, that right, right. Most of, the, most of the ghosts that we see or spirits, they were people. And, and they're they lost. People. Yeah. Yeah. And they're lost, angry, yeah. confused, sad. Mm-hmm. And I empathize with them. I talk with them. Mm-hmm. And as I talk with them, I transmute that energy within me and I help them raise their vibration so that maybe they can see their angel finally and then they can move mm-hmm. to the light. Right. As far as other tools I use, I will use essential oils a lot of the time. Right. Um, my, my angels gave me five holy oils that they told me about. And I use um, about two or three of them quite a bit during clearings. Um, frankincense, hyssop, and helichrysum. Okay. Um, these three I use quite a bit. Uh, there's also obviously myrrh. And then there's another one called cypress. Yeah. Um, and then there's another one that I also use that's that's sparing. But um, these I use a lot for the actual blessing portion, okay. for the cleansing portion after I clear the spirit. But yeah. a lot of it is just me being able to talk with them. Okay. I don't use a lot of tools. Um, okay. Sometimes I'll have a crystal around with me just for some extra energy or something. Yeah. But um, And then obviously when I became a Reiki master, I learned the original branch of the Usui method. Um, my angels filled in the blanks for me afterwards. And so that's why I started doing angel Reiki and those symbols I can translate, not just for healing, but also for protection, for cleansing of the home itself as well. So sometimes I'll use Reiki symbols to be able to help out, uh, the angel, the, the angelic Reiki symbols that they gave me, obviously. So I do right. a couple of the custom things that they taught me. Right. Hey, um, now we're in, here in New Mexico, we use white sage. That's what the native Americans have always taught. And I've always used white sage. What's your feeling on that? Sage is good. Um, sage, uh, I think it, I always mispronounce it. Maybe Palo Santo, I think, um, is the other one that people like to burn. I think. It's oh Palo yeah, Santo. yeah, something um, like that. I don't burn yeah. that though. <laughs> yeah, those are okay. those are good. Um, there, I have a couple people on the team that um, after I'm done doing a cleansing, I'll be using the oils and I'll say, "Go ahead and go around with the sage or with the sage." With the Palo. Yeah, yeah, just to kind of cleanse. But one thing that I tell people, sorry, is that sage pushes them out for a little while, but they come the back in. Is there? <laughs> So that's why you need someone to help clear them out. So. Yeah, I've heard that before. I've heard that before. Hey, we got to go to commercial break. We got so much to talk about today. But you guys, I'm here today with Michael Terzi. He's the angel whisperer. This is High Road to Humanity, and we will be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better? To create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me, and I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use, and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up, 
the universe is speaking to you. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. Join the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles, entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yerout. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm so excited that Michael's here with us today. We're talking about angels, angel Reiki, which I think is really cool. Well, now I have to ask you what you feel about salt, because I'm an empath, and I'm constantly taking a sea salt bath, and I'm constantly putting salt in my pockets and in front of my door and all of that good stuff. Well, what's your feeling on all that, Michael? Okay, so um, salt. Salt <laughs> is, um, I have noticed, is very good for cleansing crystals. Um, I, yes. you know, I sometimes I'll put a, I'll put a crystal in a, in a salt bath or something like that to help it. You know, people have those Himalayan rock salt lamps yes. and things that they'll put their crystals around. Yes, that's good. They're good for cleansing. That I've, I've found. As yeah. far as for protection goes, my angels have told me, and something that I, it's, salt is 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 salt. You know, it's a, you know, it's. It's a, it's a particular mineral, and so it's good. And it, I've saw basically, long story short, cleansing and purification of crystals, and sometimes even for yourself right. if you put that intention into it. Right. You can put the intention and protection of salt, but the salt itself is not going to do a lot. And so I don't, I don't, I personally don't use salt for okay. anything but maybe cleansing a crystal or two. Yeah. Now, how do you protect yourself when you go out into the world? Um, there's a couple of things that I do. Uh, when I was first starting out, like I said, there were certain crystals and stones that, um, I started off with before I was able to control my empathy and use it as strength. Mm -hmm. So, um, for those, um, I mentioned that necklace earlier, it had, um, black tourmaline, um, hematite and agate. Um, I call it a gate for some reason, but um, because <laughs> yeah. um, it's spelled a gate. I know uh, but, it is. Uh, yeah. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, so it had those three around it. And so um, I use that for a while. And every okay. now and then I'll still have a black tourmaline with me occasionally. Yeah, I um, do too. So they're good. And they do different things for protection. Um, I will shield myself if I'm going into the office to see patients because spirits don't know that um, they can't come and see me when I'm working. 
So I will put up a shield before I leave the house if I know I'm going into the office. And then now, how do you, you put know, up a shield? Of, what do you do? So I, as I mentioned earlier, there are three different types that my angels told me about that really helped me out. So the okay. first one was um, asking Archangel Michael. He's the easiest one to start off with. So okay. he will send you light. He will send, you might see a gold or a purple aura come around you. You might feel warm and that buffers. The second one was asking my own guardian angels for protection. And so okay. they'll give me a shield. If I say, hey, give me a shield, guys, I really need help. I'm going to be going into a tough spot right now. They okay. will give me that shield. Okay. The third one that I use is making one myself. And when I do that, I basically just pull my own aura and I extend it out. Okay. No, I don't bubble. You don't, don't bubble. bubble okay. And I don't make a huge shield around me. My angels told me the closer to the body, the better. So okay. I think of it like shrink wrap, okay. like body armor. Okay. And between my fingers and my eyes, it goes in my ears. Like I visualize all of that and I put my strong intention of, of protection into it. And they also told me, and I tell everybody, not only do you have to make it close to yourself, but you have to do it prophylactically. Meaning if you know you're going out, put the shield up before you leave the house. Right. Because if you're an empath and you start feeling things and then you try to shield, it'll protect you a little. But what you've already felt, you can't push away. Right. You then have to kind of deal with it and go through the steps that my angels gave me, which I try to teach as well. Right. Um, and so... Yeah, shielding uh, works a lot better if you do it beforehand. Okay, so, yeah, so that's basically what I use to protect myself. But normally I just do the third one. I don't really do the other two as much anymore because I'm decently confident in my own energy now. In your own energy, it yeah. It took a little while, but I got confident in it. And so it's been working out great so far. So That's cool. Now, do they give you message? Have they given you any messages about the COVID-19? Do you ask? Yeah, I mean, and I've had some people ask me about it. One of the things that they told me, and obviously talking about it, I always do a little disclaimer and I say, what I say is not going to make everyone feel great. Right. You know, people have lost people to this disease, people are mm -hmm. sick, and there's nothing that I can say to perfectly comfort them. Mm -hmm. But And so it has been a tragedy. But mm -hmm. one of the things that they told me was, there's three things that people were supposed to get out of this entire experience is that first, we need to take better care of ourselves. Right. We need to take better care of each other, second. And we need to take better care of the environment and the planet. And so these three things are huge that we are supposed to kind of get out of it. It's supposed to be an awakening time. I agree. 2020 agree. itself, 2020, and the angels aren't huge in the numerology, but they said the number four is a big transformational type of energy. It's a time. And so we're in that thing where 2020 is four. This was a big transitional, transformational year. They told me 2021, it's going to start getting a lot better. They say, hopefully by the end of December, things are going to start to calm down a little bit. And then as we get into January, February, March, it's going to start to normalize a little bit more. And it's not going to be as crazy as it has been. Right. So, but they said that the COVID virus itself, it's going to end up becoming like a lot of the viruses that we've encountered, where it's not really going to just poof, disappear. Right. But it's going to be something that we're going to be able to manage and deal with a lot better than we have been this entire year. Now, you, when you ask, had you asked the angels, because I see, and I'll just throw this out there, I really feel like, you know, we are in an awakening period. We are waking up. We are starting to use our abilities. Um, people who are intuitive are starting to become more intuitive and to learn how to use their abilities. And yes. I speak for myself. I, I know that. And I feel like we are getting to a point where people are waking up and we're all raising our consciousness. And I know it's hard to say time, but I would say within the next, what, 10 years will be a different society with all this waking up. What do you think? 
Yes, I do. Um, okay. They haven't given me exact um, years. I, I, I agree with that particular kind of time frame right. because I think we really need a lot of extra help. I'm, you know, even, even within the next four or five, mm-hmm. things are going to really start to be changing for a lot of people, even just as I've been doing things ever since around 2017-ish, um, which is, it's only been that long. You know, 2016, I kind of came into it, but mm-hmm. really started going in 2017. Right. I've seen more and more people open up to this, even people that I never thought would. Mm-hmm. Friends that I thought would shun me, you know, um, people that I never expected to give a reading to, you know, I have just as much guys as I do women asking for readings or Reiki now. That's and I'm not sure, if it's be- not sure if it's because I am a guy or not, but um, it, I never thought it would be like that because when I first started, it was a lot of females. And that's amazing yeah. because they are, because obviously women are a little bit more intuitive than men usually. Yeah. And men are too much about the macho stuff usually. So they're like, oh, this spiritual stuff, because I was like that. Yeah. But I've been shocked to see that a lot of people have been changing. And so it's already started. Yeah, definitely. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. I, I'm excited to hear it. Now, if somebody wants a reading from you, what do they do? Tell me all your information so that the people can get in touch with you. Sure, of course. Yeah, um, I, I do a few different things. Guardian angel readings. I'll do a past life reading, um, which is where I just speak with the angel about the lives that the person has had, um, which is pretty cool. Um, angel Reiki, all that stuff. Um, again, the website is the best way to get a hold of me, um, angelwhispermichael.com. There's a contact form on there, and it will send an email to me. Those I can answer a lot faster. Uh, I also have Facebook at Angel Media Michael and an Instagram at Angel Media Michael. You can contact me there as well if you prefer. The okay. emails are a little bit faster usually, though. Okay, and then, of cool. course, then there's riseparanormal.com for everything else. That's awesome. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, you were talking about how you change um, – negative energy into positive energy. I've talked to different people who I talked to a lady a long time ago. She did some um, Oracle cards and she worked in a museum. She told me her story and she was able to to see somebody who looked really sad and take that energy and take it up through herself and take it up and transmute it. Is that what you're talking about here? Kind of. Yeah. Um, I I, I probably do it a little bit. Yeah. I probably do it a little differently than she does, but um, one of the things that I felt was that especially starting off with negative energies that I started seeing, they need a little bit of that help. So I will literally take that anger or sadness, even during my angel Reiki sessions, if people have some walks or some, you know, some stagnant energy in them. Yeah. I take that in and I say, okay. And I take it in and I, visualize transmuting that into a light and I take it as a healing light energy. And I visualize that coming out of my breath, uh, coming out of my hands. I don't necessarily put it out this way. I put it out more physically like this and then I let it come out to them. Obviously during Reiki, we're using our hands, not so much touching people all the time because I do no touch Reiki, even when I'm in person. So I put a lot of that energy out through my hands because we have chakras on our hands that a lot of people don't know about. And okay. so I utilize that. And what it is, is that part of it, and I go through this in the empath class, I take that in and I say, okay, I feel your sadness. I okay. get it. Okay. One of the things empaths forget to do is empathize. And yeah, so I say, huh. I, yeah. I've been there before. Let me help you. Right. So I take that anger and sadness and I change it into, okay, time to go to work. I'm going to help you. Let me help. And so it's, a, it's the support that I send back. People say love and light a lot. Right. And that's good right. to say, but do we really understand what that is? And what I, the way I see it is that it's just support for those who need it, compassion, 
You know, it's the empathy that we have for all mankind. And if we can change that negativity in us into a positive light energy, then it's not just me that can do it. You know, it's everybody able to do it too. Right. Yeah. I'm, I may be a little faster at it cause I've been doing it for a while, but I think that a lot of people can do the same thing. It's just um, not something that they think is possible. Right. Now, how did you learn to do it or what compelled you to do it to begin with? Really, it was my angels that told me that I could. Um, the first thing was about the whole empath thing. Mm-hmm. The, the empath steps that they, that they taught me so that I could feel more in control. Mm-hmm. The last step is transmuting. And okay. some people will be stronger at it than others. Mm-hmm. But to be able to do it for yourself, everyone can. And it's about giving that light back out and about letting it go. And so then as I started doing it for myself, I met my first human spirit that needed help. And I did the same thing for him as I would do for the guy that was sitting across from me. Gotcha. And as I did that, I saw the energy change in him. This little boy that I talk about in my book that I'm writing. And it was a little boy who was really scared and he didn't know where he was and he was sad. And I talked to him and I changed the energy. And then I said, you have an angel. And the angel came down and he saw him and he gave him a big hug. And then they moved on finally. And I was like, wow, we can do this. And so that's what actually sparked the whole thing about starting a group that my wife thought of was, let's do this. Let's try to help people. And I think so, that's yeah. awesome. What's your wife's name? Greta. Greta. Okay. Well, I think what she's doing with you and, and she's been a wonderful support. I can tell by just talking to you this last hour. Oh, yeah. um, so we got to give. Awesome. Well, we got to give her some credit too for this. Hey, our time is up, but I want to thank you so much um, for coming in. You guys, his website is angelwhispermichael.com. I hope you'll come back and see me again. Oh, yeah, no, of course. Uh, Whenever you want me back on, I'm there. Oh, you're awesome. Hopefully my book will be done soon, and maybe we can even talk about that once I at least get the rough draft finished. (laughs) All right, there you go. Well, you guys, this is Nancy Yearout. Michael, thanks for coming on. This is High Road to Humanity, and we will see you next week. Everybody have a great week. Be thankful for what you got, and take care. Bye. Hey, you guys, join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week and know that by staying on The High Road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. And check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity. You can achieve